Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John. I'm back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing tonight? I listened to you on a podcast today that you did with Jordan Holland. And, oh. and I all of a sudden understand why people send us DMs and feel like they know us forever. Because as you're talking, I'm like sitting there disagreeing with you about something. It wasn't anything important, you know. But I'm like, I'm wanting to shout, like get my point across. And I'm like, I'm not on this show. What am I doing right now? Oh my God, how like, funny. What was it? What was it about? What were you uh, disagreeing with? It wasn't that I was like disagreeing. It's just like, I'm just so used to us debating and like talking back and forth. All of a sudden I felt like I was on the show and I'm like, <sighs> I'm, I'm starting to understand why people like get a connection with people that they listen to often and they feel like it, they have a right to tell you your opinion sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, you you can always tell me my opinion sucks, and I trust you fully. That well, was a very good show. You did a great job. Thank you. That was really fun. Jordan, um, Jordan Holland and Katie Hogan, they have a show called It Depends. John, you were on it, too, a couple yeah. weeks back, right? I, I felt bad, though, because the intro they gave you was far better than the intro <laughs> they gave me. They made yeah. you sound like you were the Queen of Sheba coming in, ruling the world, and I'm just the lowly mean guy. So, Were they um, like, what was your intro? It wasn't John, like yours. He's bald. Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, the bald mean guy's on. Let's talk to him. How uh, funny. Yours was a spectacular intro, though. It was. Like, it yeah, was. Part, it, I blushed. I definitely did. The trumpets playing and shit. It was amazing. So. It's truly how I should be intro to everywhere, honestly. It's a very good show, though. It's a, you know, now I've listened, I listen to my own episode because that's the way my ego rolls. And, mm. uh, but I had not heard their show before, and I love their format. And Jordan's a really good host, and so is his co host, Katie, if I remember, if mm-hmm. I get her name right. And uh, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Highly recommend. It is about um, sort of everything business and fitness related. Obviously, skews a little bit, a lot of it toward CrossFit, but, um, it's a really, really great show. And it, for any affiliate owner, anyone involved in sort of like the business side of their box, it's a solid listen, really good show. It is. Well, we're going to talk business and CrossFit adjacent tonight. Yeah. Uh, we had the opportunity when we were in, um, Miami to meet our guest, Mo, who's the founder of High Rocks, which was a re- was really intriguing when we got to talk, uh, briefly, in Miami. And now we're flying out to Chicago this weekend because of kind of our first live gig together. And I don't even remember when, uh, to see what they're doing and get a, a load of this amazing community. So Mo, welcome to the show. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We're super excited to one, to be together in Chicago, but I think even more excited to see what you guys have going on. It'll be a fun time. Absolutely. I hope I can somehow surprise you, not only with the setup and the event itself, but uh, yeah, you, you, I, I hope you like it. I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I think <clears throat> I've known about High Rocks now for a little while, but I think there's been this sort of like veil of intrigue where I've been like, I don't really know exactly what it is, but it's like kind of crossfit but it's kind of endurance and um, yeah. It, it's just, I don't know. It's been this thing where I'm like, I don't know what that is. And the more I learn about it, the more excited I am to come out and see it and maybe even participate in a race coming down the line a little bit. The more I talk about it to my friends too at the gym, everyone, when they really start to understand what it is, they're like, oh shit, I want to do, like, that sounds, that sounds awesome. And it just feels like a very natural path from what we do and what we do, you know, in the box every single day to just a cool, different kind of a test. So what I would like to do uh, for the for the listeners that maybe have never heard of it before, or they've heard of it like I have through this veil of mystery, 
can we just get the basics, Mo? Like if, if someone has never heard of Hyrox before, how would you describe it? Okay, so um, maybe let me start with, we, we, call it, we call it fitness racing, right? So uh, that's maybe the easiest thing, especially because, I mean, Americans with Americans, it's great because usually they pick it up very quickly because mm-hmm. cost it's so big here and all the movements are not new. I don't need to explain what uh, like kettlebells are, whatever. You go to, back to where I'm from, to Germany, and you have to start defining these things first. So um, it's fitness racing. And the competition or the sport of high rocks um, basically consists of eight times 0.6 miles, which is one kilometer, uh, one kilometer run. And after each run, you have to do another, let's say, workout. Um, we, we call it our yeah, different stations, if you want. And each workout is always the same, wherever you do it. If you do the event this Saturday in Chicago or on the same day, we have an event in Spain in Bilbao. Uh, or in Glasgow, Scotland, um, it's exactly the same setup. Of course, there are differences like course setup, like let's say the Berlin Marathon is a faster race than the Chicago Marathon, for example. But it's in the end, it's it's exactly the same setup with exactly the same order of running, workout, running, workout, and all these workouts stay the same. So that's what we call the fitness race called High Rocks. And um, in the end, it's if you want... The, the race itself is world record uh, held by Hunter McIntyre from, from the US, 55 minutes and change, short, uh, slowest time ever, four hours, 12 minutes, one a guy from London, whatever. Uh, a usual event is a mass participation event. So we have like the top athletes starting on the same day in, in their pro elite, pro categories, but we also have all the average Joe's starting in the open categories, men, women, we have a doubles category, mixed uh, men and, and women category. So it's basically for everybody. We have um, events with a thousand participants. The biggest event yet is in London with 8,000 participants on, on a couple of days, Saturday and Sunday. So, it's supposed to be for literally everybody, but then of course it's very exciting to see, like especially the very very fast guys and the, we call them elite guys or girls um, who are crushing crushing the course. Um, but as I said, it's a fitness race and supposed to be for yeah really everybody, but of course um, especially like also the, the CrossFitters are the ones that are that are crushing us. I love that. I love it. I was telling some of my friends about it at the gym and I was kind of likening it to, I think we've all done like, um, like OCR races or like Spartan races or whatever. And I was like, it's kind of like that, but instead of run for a little bit and then you get to, (laughs) I don't know, like raging fire, you need to jump through or whatever. It's like you run and you do like a kind of like a mini workout and then you run and then do mini workout and you run and you, and everyone was just like, hot damn, that is exactly the kind of thing that we like kind of feel like training for maybe when the spring rolls around and we start working running back into our we were going to do a run club at my gym and I was like how fun would it be if that was our goal like we do this run club on Sundays once it finally thaws because it has been like negative a million degrees out and it sucks in New England Um, but finally when it thaws we do a run club and we have this kind of goal in the end where we're we're using our fitness but we can in fact do a little bit of racing too it's wicked cool you know, what's interesting, Nikki, I was looking over the race. I was just, I was talking to Mo about this off the air uh, because as an American, I don't know how far one kilometer is. Fair. And, and uh, but like each station in between those kilometer runs, it's like a thousand meter ski erg, yep. uh, 
a uh, two by 25 meter sled push, two by 25 meter sled pull, 80 meter burpee broad jump, which yep. by the way would really suck. Uh, thousand meter row, which I still have PTSD over from the gauntlet. <laughs> Uh, two, 200 meter farmers carry hundred meter sandbag lunges. And at the very end, after all of that, a hundred wall balls. Yep. You know, a so, lot, that's my favorite. That is Mo. That's mean. It is mean. It's terribly mean. I'm just like, I'm just imagining, you know, you, you've done, you know, essentially, you know, five plus miles of running and you've, and the last two movements are sandbag lunges and a hundred wall balls. I love like, it. I wouldn't walk for four days. No, you'd be fine. You know why? Because you train for this kind of thing literally every single day. And it is so very close to the type of beatdown that your body's used well, to. Well, the reason I say I wouldn't walk for four days is because of that. Because I because they're accessible movements, but they're accessible movements that if you go hard in and you try to go as far and broken as you can, you're going to wreck yourself. True. You know? And so it's, a, it's interesting dynamic watching these movements. I guess I'll ask Mo about the programming. Like when I look at it as someone who, who does a lot of long uh, workouts, you know, like I, I typically do like hour long workouts on Sundays that have a, a lot of cardio capacity. And I'm looking at this going, man, as I'm looking at these movements, you've got this run that you have to regulate your heart rate, but then you have to get on the ski erg where you're hinging. And, you know, your chest is literally moving up and down. So now you're jacking your heart rate up. And then your next movement, you're in a sled pushes where your heart rate's going to come down, but you're exhausting yourself. And then you're back up to jacking your heart rate up with burpee broad jumps and so on and so forth. Like when you guys, when you're doing your programming, I hate to ask, is that deliberate? Because I know it, I know it is to some degree, but is, are you putting that much thought into it of like, of how this is going to tax your metabolic conditioning or is it, Hey, we've got these kind of standard eight movements and we're going to throw them in and see what you can do. No, I mean, you, you nailed it. And we talked about it before. And I, the more you talk about it, I feel like you kind of exactly matching what we're saying. So we, we say we created a sport for many, many, many people who have always been training for this kind of sport anyway, but now we created the competition. And um, yes, it was created exactly that way. I mean, you 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 mention a lot of very detailed, like fitness nerdy uh, details there, <laughs> but which is which is perfect. Um, but that's the detail how we how we looked at it. We wanted to create a competition that is not um, over exaggerating certain parts of the muscles throughout the race, so that you don't like completely tire out, tire out your legs at the beginning, so that then. And the running suffers. The running supposed to be, you know, some kind of a. I mean, it, 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 we have every body figure there, right? So the crossfitters usually say, "Damn, you guys, it's too much running. Get rid of the running." And, <laughs> and, and you have the runners, and they said, this, "Say the sleds are too heavy. We we hate that." And then you have others saying, "Get get more weights in." So, but we don't want to change. We don't want to make crossfitters high rocks athletes or runners uh, high rocks athletes. We just want to have high rocks athletes. So you like the challenge, you want to do it, do it. It's awesome. And you have, you will have a lot of fun and creating this sport was had different variables. And I don't want to deep dive and bore you with that, but just for example, uh, judgeability, if you want to have a mass participation event compared to like, for example, CrossFit events, um, you, you cannot have 6,000 judges on a day, right? So you need to like figure out workouts that are easier judgeable. If you have your start waves of 50 or in London, 70 people at the same time, 
um, you cannot have 70 judges at every station. So that's why, for example, we figured out that with the rowing and the ski erg and also the burpee broad jumps throughout the day, we have like every five meters a judge that can still like overview uh, the major parts of it, right? Um, <clears throat> and judging is very important. But then again, it's more important, especially when it comes to the elite guys. So the top guys racing for prize money, it's not necessarily that important when I'm racing together with my wife at around lunchtime. And uh, we just want to finish that thing because it was a lot of fun training for it. But I mean, did we do every burpee perfectly? Probably not. Do we care? No, we don't. Um, so mm -hmm. there's a little bit like, you know, the, um, you have to, but then still we want to be a legit sport. So we want to look at it and we have to. But um, there's this little, I mean, back home, we say like you're in your fingertips, you have to control the competition in a way. And uh, that means that you got to be very strict with the, with the pros. You got to be very strict with the, the, the ones that really want to win these things. And you have to maybe look aside sometimes when there's someone finishing in three and a half hours and struggling with walking past the kilometer runs. Right. Right. So, right. Judgeability was very important, um, as well as everything you said before regarding the program. So I, I love that perspective on it, Mo, because you are making a mass participatory event, which means that there are going to be people of all different fitness levels, all different lifestyles, all different whatever, and completing that race, when that is some, when, when just completing the race is someone's goal, it is so important to allow them to feel included regardless of, you know, maybe there's someone who... I don't know. They're, they're at a, at a position where their body cannot allow their knee to touch the ground during lunges, right? Like they, they just, their body just can't, but you're not going to say you can't do this race. You might say you can't, you can't run it with the elites and win a bunch of prize money, but you're still going to say, come here and do this race. And I love that. I will say quick side story. The coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life, second to having my kid, because having my kids, the coolest thing I've ever done, but the coolest second coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life is run the New York city marathon. And it's not because I liked running 26 miles. I hated it. My body hated it. Everything hated it, but it was the, the feeling of being a part of something bigger with all those thousands of people around me participating in the same thing. Like when I trained for the marathon, I had to have headphones. I had playlists. I had podcasts. Like I really needed to distract my mind from the fact that I was running. I, I needed that. During the race on race day was the very first time I ever, ever, ever ran with no headphones in because I felt like I was missing it. I felt like I was missing the environment and the people around me and the people who are watching and the like, the the community, like the family that comes together. It's like you're going to war with people. You are going to battle with people and you want to hear them and you want to see them and you want to feel them. And that is the type of thing that I think your event really kind of encapsulates when you have a thousand people and you're starting them. And can you explain? You start them in waves every so often so that they've got like people who are sort of like racing right beside them. But then you can find other people on the course. Like how does that work? Yeah. So example on Saturday at, at in Chicago, you will see that the first race will start, I, I'm not sure, let's say 8 a.m. And then every 10 minutes we start like the next um, the next wave. Yeah, start wave. And then we have age groups um, in all the categories. As I said, we have open men, open women, and then we have the doubles, men, women and mixed. And then we have the two pro categories, uh, men and women. 
So every 10 minutes throughout the entire day, you have um, people racing starting in, in waves of 30 here in, in Chicago, as an example, but it goes up to sometimes, depending on the venue, to 70, 70 people at the same time. That's and so uh, yeah, fun. That, that brings just that, uh, un, about like four, five, six hundred people at the same time on the, on the track. And uh, it's always very busy. It goes the entire day usually. And um, yeah, it's just a fitness festival if you want. I mean, it's like everybody's there for four to five hours because it's everything is indoors, right? It's in the convention center hall. Um, all the partners have their booths there and um, you see people cheering. We have their bleachers around the wall ball stations, which is always quite fun because you, as you sit on the bleachers, sometimes you see people sitting there just for two hours watching people doing suffering at the wall balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's, I think it's, it's a great fitness festival and it's something that was missing in the fitness world, I believe, because these kind of competition, you mentioned a few very great programs and formats that are out there and races that you can do like, like the mud races or, or the obstacle races. Um, but something that's accessible for everybody who just loves fitness, who just loves working out and that where you can challenge yourself. I think that's something that was not necessarily up on the radar yet. And yeah, that's why we created it. You, you yeah. say you have age groups, Mo. Do you, you have an age group for me, like the 50-year-olds that run around together with a bottle of Advil in their hand and just like <laughs> pour it out like candy to those of us that are dying? Could we, could we do that? That'd be all right? <laughs> That's fine, yeah. I can tell you it's the most competitive age group as my partner is in that age group, and it's the by far most competitive and most watched age group in the world. Well, I, I was joking with someone earlier in the week because, you know, the Open's coming in CrossFit, and – you know, the, my joke was, is that people are my age are reliving their glory days. This is the one thing we finally get to compete in with each other and remember back to when we were playing high school sports or college sports or, or whatever, you know. And so I'm, I'm imagining people my age group out there in, in what is a very accessible race as you look at it. Like I'm yeah. looking at it going, damn, I think I'd be competitive at this. But I've, I've also done this stuff long enough to know I'd go out there and probably get my butt kicked by <laughs> some 50-year-olds. And I feel really bad about myself, too, which would be fun. No, you know, the, the thing is, what will happen is you will be very good at this. You will not necessarily win immediately, but, and that's the thing it's, and you will understand that luckily the two of you, because it's a sport. So as much as you do these workouts and you do what, like, you know, train in a way for this, you have not done the specific training for like that competition. And we know, we all know when it comes to sports at one point, if you want to be really, really good at that sport, you have to train specifically, which in high rocks case means you have to, for example, work on the transitions of pushing a sled that is really heavy. Um, and then going back to the running immediately, not wasting like seconds mm-hmm. or uh, other, like you go into the, you run into the burpees, which is the fourth workout. You don't want to over, um, like, you know, speed at the burpees because after that there's a run and then the one kilometer row. So you have to pace yourself and your heart rate in order to not lose seconds there. And you, it's, it's funny, whoever does it, everybody, when you finish your, that's the first time you smile on that day, usually. <laughs> and the second thing is people keep telling you, Oh, f- uh, sorry. Oh, I know. You can exactly- swear on the show. You can yeah. swear on the show. We swear a lot. Let's go again. Perfect. Oh, fuck. I know exactly where I can spare five minutes. Everybody tells mm-hmm. me after that. Because immediately, you know, I left 
two minutes on the sleds because, oh man, I was stupid doing this or I was too hard on the ski erg. That's most of the time people speed on the first kilometer. You see the everybody's and we are always laugh. We, we, <laughs> we're laughing so hard because you see, especially the guys taking off their shirts, sprinting away a 320 um, a minute kilometer, which is like, I don't know, a five minute mile or something, or even a little faster. And they're sprinting out and then you think like, oh, wow, amazing. And then after the ski, uh, bam, finish. Yep. Nope. That's it. Nope. Well, I, I was looking at the race, you know, thinking right at the end, you have to do that 100 meter sandbag lunge, which is not a gift. And for anyone that's ever done sandbag lunge, well, I did a lot of sandbag lunges training for the gauntlet. And if you've ever done a sandbag lunge into a run, if you've ever seen a baby deer, trying yeah. to run and you know they're wobbling that's what it's like if you go too hard in the lunges like yeah. so your point the transition is well taken like if you don't know how long you need to stand there and wait before you can start running or even like how slow you need to be running and then build your speed back up it could make some real crucial mistakes in a race like this but but also really um mentally fun you know like the, yes. mental, the mental challenge of trying to figure out where do i take breaks in the lunges, where do I take it? The farmers carry no gift whatsoever. They're running after rowing is not fun, you know. So just figuring out in each one, it's different every time. How much time do I need to take? How much time is too much? How much is too little? You know, you make crucial mistakes on both sides. It's I'm viewing this weekend as an opportunity to see a lot of chess matches out mm. on the court. Of people, yeah. you know, seeing the people that know where they should take breaks. And to your point, what I love, Mo, is seeing people that come out too hot and then next thing you know, they're holding their knees for 15 minutes. Like, I love that more than anything on the planet. It's so much fun. It's really funny. And you will see, especially because this weekend, <clears throat> you, you we're fortunate to have the elite 15 men and women in Chicago. So that's going to be like an exposed um, uh, competition head to head of the best 15 w females and males so far this season. And uh, we have amazing athletes there and you will see there it becomes a, a, a real race. It's not only when I race, um, I, I do the doubles because I love the doubles competition. So doing it together with someone where you run together, but on the, on the workouts, we can then share uh, or, or um swap whenever we like so i can start doing pushing the sled and then when then we can change whenever we like we just have to finish the 50 meters together and um i love that because it's so much fun to uh you know do that in a team i come from a, i have a team sports background so that's that's maybe a little bit more my focus so usually we just challenge ourselves we challenge my time I, my friend and i we wanted to finish under 65 minutes an hour 05 in the doubles and we did the math, as you said, we played chess, we mm -hmm. had an exact game plan and we finished in 104.54 and <gasps> we're the most happiest people on the planet. Uh, so that was, it all went, you know, exactly how we wanted. It's not, it's not an amazing time. It's a good time. It's not amazing. It's 15 minutes off the world. Oh, I don't know, Mo. It sounds pretty good to me. No, it's, it's, it's a good time. As I said, it's 15 minutes off the world record, but it's in my world, it's a great time. But what I'm trying to say is, so now on Saturday, we see the pros, the Elite 15, and there it's a head-to-head -head race. That's a completely different ball game because obviously it's not only about yourself. I mean, people in a, in a, in a 100-meter sprint will tell you it's just about my me focusing on my race, right? But that's not entirely true because in the end, of course, you see the people left and right, right? And you you interact with them. You have to react on are they going hard or slower? Or, and here it's the same. And they can, they finish, I mean, they finish in, in now in Maastricht at the, at the European Open in, in the Netherlands, 
the, the winner had 57 minutes and we had like three athletes broke the hour in the men's competition and Lauren Weeks from the US did uh, like almost world record in 101. It was amazing. And these races are just seriously, it's great sport. It's amazing to watch them. I love that so much. It's, it's so much fun. Mo, you had sort of started to mention this a little while ago, but you had you had sort of started to say that you felt like there was something missing from yeah. this really big fitnessy type space. You found this void that you wanted to fill with this type of race. And now I can hear it in your voice, like the passion, watching people, watching people do amazing feats of, of human capacity, watching people suffer, watching people take off their shirts and look silly and then come out hot in the first. I'm just so curious to know, like what, what really drove you to, to found this, to say, Hey, this is, this is something that I need to do because I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing anything like this out there right now. Yeah, but that's how it was. I mean, I, I will never in my life take the credit for that by myself. And obviously, and the idea goes back to my business partner, Christian, um, and, and long, longer story. But uh, we sat together at the beginning of 2017 and um, it, we were talking about this and it, was, we, it started out, we called it, we had many different <laughs> names for it. Uh, it was a working title, if you want. But the, the idea overall was... Um, the project was kind of called Marathon of Fitness. So we okay. said there are mass participation events for running, for cycling, for new sports put together like triathlon mm -hmm. or even the long version Ironman. So in the fitness world, there are like um, mass participation sports um, for everything where everybody can participate, work, challenge themselves, time tracked, very important thing. And we saw that in the fitness world, there's this unbelievable success story of CrossFit that, but that's not a participation sport for everybody. Of course, people can compete in the open, but even that is, is for like really uh, fit people that do exactly that and work out. And it's not mass participation from where we are coming from saying millions of people from all over the world can do that. Even if they are like a marathon, same logic. Um, you see people finishing in two hours running world records. And if you wait a couple more hours, you see every, I mean, you did it, right? So you know that two hours behind you, there were still people finishing mm -hmm. and they just had the time of their lives finishing in five hours, 30 minutes, whatever, walking the New York marathon. Yeah, totally. And that logic being accessible for everybody, giving the chance for everybody to challenge themselves with their own goal. If that's 55 minutes or four hours, 12, doesn't matter. That was the void that we saw. Like literally, we were talking about this. We were saying, okay, it's not existing. It, and then, of course, you challenge your thought as you do with startups, right? And say like, okay, but if it's not there, I mean, if that, were, if that would work, then CrossFit would do it. Or uh, why, is, why are the obstacle race guys are not doing it or whatever? And we challenged that for weeks and months. And then we said, okay, let's just try it. And we did the first event and we never looked back. It was an amazing mm. experience. That's so cool. I love that. I love that there's no competition. Like I love that it's like not High Rocks versus CrossFit or Spartan versus High Rocks or whatever. Like I love that it's its own, it is its own sport and it has elements and all these other things. And I just love that like you can go 
couch to high rocks. You can go CrossFit training every day to high rocks and test it out and see how you feel. You can go like weightlifting or whatever to high rocks and probably die on the run, but who cares? See how you feel. Like it just feels like a really, there feels like a lot of synergy in these different sports. Like to me, it's like a lot of us go to the gym five days a week or maybe three days a week, whatever. And then, um, say like, Hey, I'm going to like register for a weightlifting meet and see how it goes. Like I'm not a full-time weightlifter. I'm just a CrossFitter, but there's another thing that is sort of adjacent that I feel like I can test myself. in. I feel the exact same way for this. Like I'm not a, never going to be the top 15 women in the world. I know that, but like I train every day for this style of stuff. I'm going to register for a race and try it out. Like it's very, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of synergy with all these sports. I tell you what I love about it, Nikki, is that, you know, you mentioned earlier, Mo, it's the same each time. Mm. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I love about CrossFit is the constantly varied piece. I think a lot of people love that, but I think there's also a complaint within CrossFit that not all competitions are created equal. Like sometimes there's a bias toward certain body types, you know, like last year, I think last year at, um, Oh, one of the semis, what was it, Nikki? Um, Granite games, they had a pull-up bar that was low. And so the athletes that were taller than six feet were really struggling because their feet were dragging, you know, mm-hmm. it was nothing they could prepare for. And in a, in a workout where you know what's coming and you're training for it, it levels that playing field. Everyone's training for the same thing. You know what's coming up. You yeah, can, that's interesting. You can address your weaknesses. You can lean in on your strengths. It creates a more even competition. And the, the one thing it, it gets rid of is kind of the bias of, well, the, you know, the programming didn't lend to my strengths. You know, Not- up. you're training for it, you know, and, you know, I realize courses are a little different based on location, but. I think that's a really cool aspect and takes away some of that um, anxiety that comes from competitors of not knowing what's coming. It's just, it's a much different event. And I really like that. I think that's kind of a cool thing that I want to see live. Yeah, that's that. And maybe just adding on that, the, that's why we consider it a sport, like from the definition um, itself and not a workout, you know, because um, there, there were we at least where I, from my definition, draw the line. But Nikki is you're one hundred percent right. We are. I, I don't see ourselves in competition with anyone. And to be honest, not even with like the, not even with the whatever ten for, for race formats that might pop up over the next years. Because in the end, you know, there are fifty two weeks a y- weekends a year, and uh, as long as we're not doing the same thing on the same weekend in the same city, I think we're all just promoting fitness and fitness mm-hmm. race. And uh, and just the love for for fitness sports in whatever range that might be, if it's from CrossFit to high rocks to obstacle racing, whatever. And uh, I think the market is so big, and there are so many people out there, and that that can try it, um, and will try it out. And as you said, you might do a high rocks, and then you might do another one at the end of the year, and or maybe next year. And there's enough time in between to do the stuff you you usually do. And then there will be some people really, fo- and we see that already, really focusing on high rocks. I would say there is probably like. I don't know, maybe 50 people already globally that are doing this as their like actual sport, focusing on it, not doing anything else, which is also interesting to see as we just are very young still. And uh, yeah, but I love it. <laughs> that is so cool. Mo, do you find that, you know, I think a lot of us 
stick with CrossFit, not necessarily because we adore going to the gym every single day, but there's so much more there when it comes to the people and the community and the relationships that you build and the coaches that you love. Do you find a similar communal mentality when people are training for High Rocks? Well, let me first say that is the absolute magic key of CrossFit, that CrossFit created a community within a fitness world that was not necessarily used to this community. Totally. And uh, that's why this entire CrossFit box gym approach is just amazing. And uh, we, we, we were trying to take the best out of these worlds in order to create the High Rocks world. Um, so we also have like co- uh, affiliations with gyms where we want people to train for high rocks and, and so on and so forth. And I do see that at the event days because the, and this is why I'm saying, so the next thing for, uh, like on top of what you have in the CrossFit box as kind of the uh, community there, the next thing is then going with your entire box with 50 people together to an event like high yeah, rocks. Totally. Friends watching being there at 8 a.m. because that's when the men start. So you will so you will cheer on all the guys of your box. And then three hours later, or however time they need, um, when they finish, you you know, you clap hands and everything. And then you get prepared for your race and then they cheer on you. And so you have and we see that at the events. We see people like, you know, printing T-shirts for their their gym or studio yeah. or whatever. And you see them over the entire day and then get it. So I do think that this is comparable, although it's a completely different thing. But, you know, in the end, I think in the sports world, I very much believe that in the end, events are the best thing that can happen to sports. Um, mm. Bringing people together. You know, I've been to the Olympic Games three times. And w- the most important thing about that or the, the best, most fun about it is obviously being there in the Olympic Village, watching all these amazing athletes from all over the world, being part of something bigger than yourself. And I think we created with High Rocks and the competition, the event day, we created something that's bigger than just me working out, training for something and then doing a race. And that's what you what you told me about the New York Marathon and how mm-hmm. you got there. That's, it's bigger than yourself and uh, in a way, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I just think that we created something that's very accessible and eligible for like everybody who is doing fitness anyway. See, what I love is you know what the slowest time ever was, and now I have a new PR to set. Yeah, yeah. Going after that guy that had four hours and twelve minutes. I think I can do four thirteen. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anybody no. can do that. But Taking yeah. him down. Taking him down. I love it. I love all of it. I, I'm telling you, like I, I just I'm with you, Mo, in that like a rising tide lifts all everything, lifts all the things because. The whole point of being invested in any type of fitness regimen is making the world a a fitter, healthier, better place, right? That is like the entire point of CrossFit. That's why the affiliate method exists. That's why, you know, mass participation events exist in and of themselves. It's like, we're all just out here trying to like make people fitter. And I adore when there's cross-pollination over sports, over events, over training programs, over whatever, like that is the best. I just feel like people can put blinders on sometimes. I mean, it's hard because you find something you love. And like, I, I did it too. I dove headfirst into CrossFit and did it eight days a week. And like, 
and you know, it was the only thing that I, that I focused on for so long, but like forever, I've still loved like going to take a dance class or like going to take a spin class or signing up and running a race or doing whatever. So it's just, it's, it's a really like beautiful way of looking at sport and fitness globally to just say there's 52 weeks a year. Like let's all do some cool shit and get real fit. Let's just do that. We're all all training for stuff. And what I want to really see here is like, you know, we, as CrossFitters, we all train together, but I, you know, I'm one of those people, if it gets you off the couch, I don't care what you do. Hell yeah. And so like, I'm interested to see the people that do orange theory, how well they'll do with this. (gasps) And and you know, the people that do body boot camps and the people that go to planet fitness, like as we're talking to people this weekend, I want to ask like, what's your fitness methodology? What do you do? Yeah. What got you into this? Like, I want to find out the people that are outside of CrossFit. Why are you doing it? What do you enjoy? You know, it's, it's just, it's exciting to me to see people that, that train day to day that recognize that training and competing are two totally different things. And mm. putting your training to the test is a very important thing, whether you do Orange Theory or CrossFit or Planet Fitness, whatever you do, at some point you need to test yourself and see if your training's working. And mm. I'm going to be really interested to see how that pans out. Like we know some of these athletes, by the way, Mo, like we've had Hunter McIntyre on a couple of times. On the show, yeah. 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 So I'm like, I'm excited to, I'm assuming he's going to be there. If, you know, I, I'm not sure he and I, our egos can stay in the same room together, but. Truly. Uh, yeah, he's, just, not, he's not there. He's going to perfect commentator on the live stream. Okay. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, are you guys going to let him curse since we're going to let you curse? Cause Hunter's got a potty mouth. He's a good, he's, yeah. a, he's a good boy that way. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> we love Hunter. He's a great guest. He's, he's great. Uh, he's high energy to say the least. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see people like that and, and to find out what got them into this and, uh, and see yeah. some of the average Joes. Like I consider myself an average Joe and find some people like myself and like, mm-hmm. find out what makes them tick. You know, yeah. but I, but I tell you, I, I do not consider you guys average Joes because I will show you on Saturday what I consider average Joes. And that's also the fun part about it, because adding to what you said regarding putting your training to a test, that's one um, big part of people that are doing that. But then there's also the guys who really just go to training because they set themselves the goal to finish this because they heard about it. Mm. And so they just go to training because we got them off the couch just to prepare for this. And we had that, that, that's, that are the stories that always kept us on track and that convinced me that we're doing the right thing. They're like, of course, individual stories, but people seven, the, one of the oldest athletes world champion in Las Vegas in the age groups, 65 to 69, um, wanted to kill himself three times, uh, didn't do it, watched like a TV clip about it, said, okay, fuck it, I sign up in a gym, did it, now is a world champion. I have to say only two people competed in that age group, but became Still. world champion. It um, counts. It absolutely counts, absolutely burned as a legend. Yeah. Uh, or, or like uh, another, in, in the oldest athlete, 73 years old, uh, finishing faster than a lot of the sub-60 sub, uh, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. because he did like an hour 52 or something with 73 years old. I mean, he, he, he takes 32 minutes on the wall balls uh, only, but he finishes every single time. He never quits so far. He did like seven or eight races. Um, these are the amazing stories that uh, we like to just 
um, watch and tell and see people being so happy about it. A woman finished two hours 15 in Hanover, Germany. And a year later, she asked me in the, at the finish line if I remember her. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, I don't. And, no, I know, because last year I was two hours 15 and today I was 45 minutes faster. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. 45 minutes. <laughs> in the- She's like, of course you don't remember me. I was so much slower back then. Right. And, and, I, and I was twice myself. So look, yeah. Uh, no, that that that's just awesome to to see, you know. And uh, that's why that's why I like just uh, mentioning the fact because everything's always competitive, of course. It's also when it comes to businesses and um, people. Oh my, oh my God, how how many people like you know commented on on us when Spartan founded their 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 race? What do we say about it? I said, guys, in the end, they are, we are all doing the same thing. They. I mean, we claim we want to be the best product out there, right? I mean, that's, I think that's still fair to business. We want to be the best product and, but we take on the challenge. Whoever comes up, that's fine for us. We still have to deliver. And in the end, if we are the best product, then it doesn't matter if you, Nikki or you, John, if you're doing another fitness race before at one point, you want to do the real shit. And we believe that's us. Yeah. You know? I, I will be interested to hear some of these human interest stories. I know like, you know, Nikki talked about her marathon experience. I had a marathon experience and I remember literally sobbing at the finish line because I thought there was no way I would ever finish that race. Like, like it would was something I wouldn't be able to accomplish. I'm pretty sure I broke my foot at about mile 18 for whatever that's worth. And I still finished. And I remember standing there at the finish line, like overwhelmed with emotion that I had accomplished something I didn't think was possible. Yeah. And so to see people, do that like so to your point you know someone who went from you know wanting to literally end their life to running a race and becoming a champion is it's a really powerful moment to find out how they went from point a to where they are today i think that's gonna be really really fun to watch it's got to be honest that's my favorite part of sport it is it is absolutely my favorite part of what we do and and you know it's something that I've had the privilege of doing for CrossFit HQ for the last 10 years when it comes to the elite side of things. And those, those athletes have incredible stories to tell and they are superhuman. And I love that about them. But if I can be totally honest, I think I've said this on the show before, my favorite gig in the entire time that I have had the pleasure of working with CrossFit was at the 2020 games where it was like the weird games when we had like October games. And I got to do a whole like pre-show to the live show that was all like interviewing people from around the world and people with different aspects of fitness in their lives and people who have maybe like lost a lot of weight or have used sport, specifically CrossFit to cope with like trauma or PTSD. And those, that was, I don't know, it was like, that was the favorite, my favorite time. That was my, the best gig I had was really getting a chance to dive in with people about the different ways that sport has positively influenced their lives, because I think it's wildly important to tell the stories of the people who are elite and incredible and amazing, and they are inspiring, but there are a whole, there's a whole other group of people who are only going to be inspired by a very different type of storytelling. And I think it's really crucial that we do both because if the goal of the ultimate goal is, worldwide human fitness and we need to get as many people on board as possible and there are a million different ways to tell those stories so i just i love hearing that element of it because it 
just, it just changes it. It just changes it a whole new way of approaching it. It's a whole new way of seeing it and reacting to it and being inspired by it. Yeah. I watched, I, uh, I remember that season for you, Nikki, and you weren't just yeah. you know, telling their stories like where you were telling stories or they were, you know, telling their story of literally their lives being saved. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking about, you know, huge weight loss and chronic disease and, and family members' lives being turned around and, yep. um, you know, really emotional amazing. trauma, like yeah. missing limbs, like serious shit. Yeah. It's just really exciting to see what sport brings. And so I, I'm excited to see, you know, kind of a, a, a larger picture of people that maybe don't just, you know, we see every day, you know, so know. I'm going to have fun. FOMO though. I'm going to be like, <laughs> We'll do a race. I'm gonna be like, want to bring my running shoes? Be like, mm. yeah, you gotta bring them. There's always short-term access. No, mm. don't say that. No, we're not jumping. Not we're ready. not jumping in the race this weekend. I, I one thing I appreciate about what you guys are doing here, Mo. I, you know, make sure the uh, the audience understands. Like, High Rocks is fine. It's out to do this. You know, this is a you know bluntly a paid gig for us. But I appreciate the fact that you know, as we were setting this up, the one thing you said to us was like, hey, we want honest feedback, and we're not Hell telling yeah. you. We're not paying you to come out and say how great Hyrox is. We want you to come out and give your opinion, and which is what we do. And so I want to make sure I'm reinforcing the audience. Like, we're going to go out and tell the stories we normally tell and do what we normally do on Kettlebells and Cocktails. But we're going to give a full review of what this looked like, how the event was. Was it well run? Was it on time? You know, were people nice to us? Like, you know, whatever. Whatever comes up in a competition that <laughs> normally would come up, you know. We'll be yeah. like the race was great, but that guy mall. Oh, so rude to us. <laughs> I 100 hope you're doing that. I mean, we're only paying because I love being on podcasts, so you can <laughs> you can just you can just do whatever you want oh, on site. You you got to aim higher with your dollars, buddy. If, <laughs> if that's what you're looking to do, man. Well, no. I'm I'm excited to come, and I'm we're really honored to be able to come out and get a chance to cover it. And we've, you know, Nikki and I both have had friends that have done races, and I think we've wanted to see it for a while. We're getting to see it firsthand, uh, close to home is going to be fun for us. So thank you. And and it'll be the first time I get to sleep for more than four hours in a row in eighteen months. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> that's that sounds really good. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Not to mention, we'll, we'll actually get some photos together again. This is like twice in two months. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's too many photos, John. That's too many. <laughs> I know. We like to go two years between getting photos and video together, Mo. Yeah. That's kind of our rule. I know. I was thinking about it, and John, like we haven't really done. I mean, we had a chance to do live podcasting in in Miami last month, but we haven't really done anything <laughs> live together since the Under Armour thing, which was like. Yeah, let's let's lay this out. So, Mo, the last time we recorded together, the pandemic happened two weeks later. So, I'm not saying we're the bad omen, but I'm not saying we're not. So, you just you don't know. You never know. You never I don't know. believe in stuff like that. So, don't okay, worry. Good. with me. Okay, good. In that case, yeah. we can get back together on site. Yeah, totally no fine. The the other thing we got to cover, Nikki, and we're going to do it on a different episode because we're kind of buttoning up against our time here. But mm-hmm. your kid is not you're the number one experience in your life. The New York City Marathon's number two. I'm dying to know where Matt ranks in all of this, but we're not going to cover that tonight. I'm not going to put <laughs> like you on the spot. Like my wedding, you mean? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just saying like... Meeting my husband, marrying my husband. You know, it doesn't matter because he doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, we're, we're going to figure... <laughs> well, we're going to six. Just say yeah, it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah, that's what you should like. Oh, he's like fifth. You should give me a solid number and then everyone had to guess yeah, yeah, yeah. what was number three and four. <laughs> you know. Poor Matt. I said it to him tonight. He said something and I was like, well, you would know if you listened to the show. And he was like, I can't do it. There's a conflict of interest. Oh, that's what it was. He ate the last veggie burger and he was like, are you going to tell John about it on the show? And I was like, you would know. 
if yeah, you, you listen. You listen. See, Mo, he's the one you guys should have brought out, Mo, because he looks just like Prince Harry. He's like the sexiest ginger you've ever yes. met. Like, yes. he's just a good-looking, red-headed young man. And uh, and when he's carrying the baby around, all the women think he's like the hunkiest thing on the planet. So Because uh, he, he is. And truly, he's built for this race. This would be a good race for him. Yeah, he'd this be great be at this. so good. He's an incredible runner, and he's like – yeah, he's just and he's super super fit. This he absolutely should do one of these, but he can't. He has to watch the baby, so I can do one. Mm. <laughs> well, we, we need to figure out how to bring him to one, and then when he finishes the race, we can just roast him on the sidelines afterwards. It'd be great. Oh, I, truly, in fairness, I guess we could, right? Because there's like the men go in the morning and the women yeah. go later, or whatever, you whatever. We could roast them, work it out. You could even roast him during the race because you can just stand next to the workout stations all the time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Can I push the stroller in the race? That'd we all great. do it. Family, well, family like affair, sled, right? It's, it's what? It's like the sled push, right? Almost yeah. as heavy in the stroller. Sure is. At this point, yeah, Hunter's getting big sure enough. You can count as sled push. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, hefty. Well, in any event, exciting times. We're excited, Mo. Thanks for the invite. We're looking forward to seeing you guys live and in person, and uh, and having a good time. So, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope you see uh, see you on Friday, I guess. Yep. yep. It's going to be a party. Nikki, you ready to travel? You packed? I am. Not I even will be. <laughs> Not will even be. close. No, no. You, But you know what, John? Like, mark my words. You will be impressed that I will not overpack. I will absolutely be impressed if that happens. <laughs> we're going we're to be gone for like 48 hours. I absolutely yeah. cannot... I it's cannot a, check a bag. Like, that's ridiculous. It's a day no. and a half trip. If you overpack, I'm going to roast you so hard oh. on the air. I swear to God, I will. But what do I wear? Just remember I don't the running know what to shoes, Just remember the running shoes. Okay. Yep, bring I the just got shoe. new ones. I just got new ones, and I love them. I'll jump into the thousand meter row with everybody else. I'm pretty good at that. That could be fun. <laughs> It could be good for me. Set a time. You, to you be. didn't get the you didn't get the race yet, but we'll do that on Saturday. <laughs> right, right, right. Are you, hey, are you guys using Concept Two rowers? Is that what these things are? Yeah. Okay. Great. See, then now I feel really good. Assault uh, wanted to continue to traumatize me, and they actually sent me a free rower. <gasps> after, get yeah. out. Yes. After uh, after the gauntlet, I was talking to the owner, and I was completely traumatized. And I'm like, hey, I think you know, I I beat my other co-host on the other show. Uh, in that row portion, which is, it should not have happened. He's way too young to lose to me in the row, Mo. Way too no, young. You're such a good rower, though. But I'm a good rower. And so I'm talking to Tracy about it. I'm like, hey, Ben and I want to have a, a rematch at the assault booth because that assault rower sucks. It's so hard. And uh, she's like, well, if you guys do a rematch at the games, I'll just send you a rower so you can practice. I'm like, done. Yeah. So it showed up today. So it's in my gym right now. Hey, oh. you're going to be sorry you asked for that. <laughs> Yeah, but I prefer the concept two rower. So you know, maybe we'll find maybe we'll find a free three minutes and do a thousand meter row. It'll be fun. Be good stuff. Absolutely, I will watch. It'll be fun. All right. Well, for everyone listening, uh, if you guys are in the Chicago area, swing out and say hi to us. We'd love to visit you and get some photos and shake hands and kiss babies and and talk to some of you guys. And uh, otherwise, make sure you check out the event. So appreciate you guys joining, and we will chat with you guys soon.